I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filippone. What's old is new again. Back to how we began. First and Pod. No more guests. We're close enough to the season. And Pony never booked a guest and we're out of friends. So it's me and Pony and we're getting ready. The season is fast approaching. You've been a father for a month. How you doing, buddy? I feel like, and we had left go on the last time I was with you guys. Uh, I took a break from my paternity leave. I was in a, like now I understand now looking back two weeks ago, I was in a zombie state. I think I mentioned that like I was not really full uh, mental faculties. Like now I actually feel refreshed. So I got a good night's sleep and I think I'm ready to ramp things up now. Uh, maybe next week on the podcast, we can do a dry run with the preseason games to get back to the formula of what we every did team. throughout all of football season. Yeah. Okay. Well, so we'll just, we're going to just do a few big stories that have caught have caught our eye we each are gonna pick a couple and then yeah we can get the the formula back uh starting next week i want to begin by patting us on the back because we're not mainstream quite yet at first and pod but i have gotten a tremendous amount of satisfaction i don't know if you have or if you've noticed but it has been one of the biggest national stories in the nfl in the last week that the San Francisco 49ers are not giving Trey Lance a legit shot. Forget it winning the starting job, maybe at even being the backup. And people are talking about, oh my God, what an all-time terrible trade. What is Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, what were they thinking? Really? Brock Purdy? Really Sam Darnold? Is this the shortest leash for a top three pick in NFL history? My God, look at what they, they could have had Justin Fields. They could have had Michael Parsons. They could have had Kyle Pitts. They could have had Patrick Sertan the second. Like, finally, the national media is catching up to what unbelievable malpractice it was by that trade targeting Mac Jones, then pivoting to Lance, then going with Purdy, then never going back to Lance. I feel vindicated, Pony. We've been talking about this for months and months. Yeah. And I watched him, I watched the entire game Sunday. Uh, I, it was one of the pockets of time when we got a break with the baby, and I actually sat down and watched that whole game 
on NFL Network because I was interested to see how he did. And he looked awful. He did. The The decision to go with Purdy as the unchallenged starter looked right in that game. He threw a touchdown pass where I'm pretty sure the corner for the Raiders caught the ball and then threw the ball to a 49ers receiver in the end zone for San Francisco's touchdown pass. I mean, he he was late. Uh, when he ran, it was um, like almost a, as a like last resort, like he didn't process and just had to get out of there to avoid a sack. I mean, he did not look crisp or uh, like he was making sound decisions at all. So, yeah, I mean, I think some people watched that and had the reaction of, holy shit, this guy stinks. And it's put the 49ers in a, in a position now uh, where so much pressure is on Brock Purdy because if they don't have a great season, like let's say they don't get back to an NFC championship game, they lose in the divisional round like Buffalo did last year. If that happens, then it's going to come back on the GM and the coach. Like they're in a lit, like right now they're getting crap for the first time. It appears on the national football media that's on our bandwagon, but it really doesn't matter until Purdy falls on his face. If they make a horrible trade, but they find a franchise quarterback with the last pick in the draft, it's a wash, in my opinion. They come out of it, they 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 slip in 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 horse manure and they come out wearing a brown suit if Purdy's good. But I just don't have the confidence that he's going to be the great quarterback that is going to make them that they're that's going to allow for them to escape the criticism of butchering that the way that they did. Well, so I so a couple of things. I think they need to win a Super Bowl um, because what you're saying makes sense. Like if you get a franchise quarterback, but your process was bad and it was luck. Okay, fine. All that matters is that you got your franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. I'm with that to a point. Like the Patriots got lucky that Tom Brady turned into Tom Brady at pick 199. Like they weren't geniuses. That was luck. But they didn't say. Like they didn't move a mountain in that draft to get the franchise guy. Like if they're so good at building everything around a quarterback that a bunch of different guys can be successful there, that a talent like Brock Purdy can be successful, then there was no reason to trade up for Trey Lance in the first place. And everything about that trade is proving to be bad process. How early they made the trade. Remember how they made that trade six weeks before the draft? Yep. Not not knowing which quarterback was going to be there at three. And then apparently the GM and the coach differing over which quarterback they were going to take, but neither of them looking good in Mac Jones and Trey Lance, picking a guy who somehow is the worst of those two, the guys that they passed on, the guys that could have been there. Like to me, a lot of the shine of the Lynch-Shanahan evaluation portion of the most important position in sports, like a lot of the bloom is off the rose there because they have elite talent at a lot of premium positions, but that is just such a huge swing in the miss. I feel like you need to win a Super Bowl for people to forget about it. Yeah, so I don't agree with that. You know, I think if Purdy ends up, and I don't think this will happen, but like let's say in the next few years, Purdy looks becomes like a Joe Burrow. Like he's not going to be well, Josh okay. Allen or Mahomes. 
You know, like if he actually looks like they have the quarterback question answered for 15 years, you know, like if right now, do the, do the Chargers need to win a Super Bowl for the Justin Herbert pick to be right? No, they don't. I mean, he's a, he looks like. No, of course not. Of course not. I I hear what you're saying, but okay, fine. If the standard is Brock Purdy needs to be a, he's going to get a 250 plus million. Yeah, he's got to be Russell Wilson or somebody like Dak Prescott or even better than that. Like someone who they found, who's not just a system guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, but beyond that, who they can feel good about winning with every year. And you just don't say it's a Kyle Shanahan play calling thing. The other How thing you said there, that, I, I think highly unlikely. Me the too. other thing you said there that I think is interesting is, don't you feel now like the like the Lance injury in week two was a ble- was a blessing? If he gets hurt, if he doesn't get hurt, and they play out the entire 2022 season with Lance as their quarterback, what happens to the 49ers? I don't think they go to the NFC Championship game. Like I'm confident in saying after what, and this is a small sample size reaction and the only thing I have to go by this year, but I'm confident in saying now that if he had played all of last year, I don't think they win the NFC. I think Seattle wins the division. But I think the quarterback, like. I, I think that, that is totally reasonable. And so I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna dispute it. He looks terrible. But I am genuinely asking this question. Has any third overall pick, any no. top three pick, the answer is been no. given a shorter leash? No. No, that hasn't so, happened. Jamar- Jamarcus Russell got more runway than Trey Lance has. I mean, he has, guys- four, he has four NFL starts, man. Yeah, I know. Four. That is insane. I know. And like, and so I'm not saying that they're about, and listen, I believe sunk cost, right? Like I I've applauded, like the Eagles passed on uh, Justin Jefferson to take Jalen Rager. And then they erased the mistake by trading for AJ Brown, right? Like I, I get like, Hey, we made a mistake. Let's not throw good money after bad and cutting bait. And I I'm fine with all of that, but you drafted a kid out of the FBS with the third overall pick with an offensive genius as a coach and a perfect roster where you yeah. can give him all the time in the world, he gets hurt and you cut bait for Mr. Irrelevant. I I've never seen it before. I'm not, thought, like, I'm not and, convinced. I'm not convinced that he's terrible on four starts. I'm not convinced. Well, I, I'm not convinced, but the rest of the NFL is so. I had I, I had Rob Guerrero who covers the 49ers on my FanDuel show last weekend. And I like you, I have I have a curiosity about this whole situation there. That draft was and, so good. Right. But I asked him, we talked about this, and he said to me that the 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 reporting in San Francisco from what he heard is they offered Lance around to the NFL at the draft. And the best offer they got back was a fifth round pick. Like the rest of the NFL, Danny is convinced that he's not great. And and they and and they must go and they must feel like there's so little in his college career too to go by. Yes. That no one just wants to take that risk on this guy. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is the deal. 
Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's a, it's an incredible story. Um, and I'm glad it's finally getting a little shine uh, nationally. So that was, that, that was my first story that I wanted to to welcome you back with. Well, what's your, what's yours? So I, so, so the running back thing with, with Cook and Elliot, I actually thought, um, I thought Sale Lakata, who does middays on WFAN, raised an interesting point here about the Cook signing. And, he, and, his, and his argument was, this is a move that because of the name of the player makes people think that the Jets are even more loaded and closer to winning a Super Bowl. But if you really think about it, the actual impact that Cook will have on the Jets is minimal, and all it does is take what were already sky-high expectations for them and just boost them up even more, which is really unnecessary right now. They didn't need to do that. This was like a vanity signing by them. You've got Brees Hall who got cleared to practice in full the very next day. Why are you adding to your expect? It's like, was the dream team thing in Philadelphia a number of years ago when Vince Young, and they were just signing guys with names. I don't know if he made that exact comparison, but when he said that, it made me think about that a little bit, Danny. Like, uh, we know that running backs are fungible. We know that, you know, the name, the name doesn't really mean much or do much. And the Jets just signed a guy who has been really good the last few years. But at the end of the day, what does it really do for them? I like that take. I think it's 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 an interesting one. But do you believe that New York media market, Aaron Rodgers, hard knocks, the number of national television games, like it's a 10 out of 10 already. Can the hype actually get bigger because of a running back who's going to maybe have 600 yards from scrimmage? I, I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I think that you have to be to, to believe that that is going to have an impact. You have to assign a real value as a negative, like a detrimental value to pressure and hype and expectations and an assumption that this team is going to like crumble under them and the spotlight. 
And if they were going to crumble under pressure and expectations and spotlight, it was going to happen with or without Dalvin Cook. Uh, yeah, but I think it's fair to say, like, every time Dalvin Cook gets the ball instead of Brees Hall, is that an actual negative? Like, did they bring somebody in now? It's an, it's an extra mouth to feed, and they didn't need to pull up another chair at the dining room table. You've already got everything you want. You want to throw the ball more than you want to run it to begin with because you've got Aaron Rodgers and you've got these weapons. You've got an offensive coordinator who Rodgers trusts, but obviously last year we saw that he was a complete boob as a head coach. Do you really want someone making $8 million who's going to put pressure on you to get him involved? New York media is going to put pressure on you to get him involved. If he's not happy, they're going to go to his locker every day and ask him why he only got seven touches in a game. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I would say that if Dalvin Cook becomes a problem like that, like if he's unhappy, you cut him because it's a one-year deal and you're not committed to anything for next year. And there was the like Brees Hall, you know, he was cleared, but he still isn't like a hundred. I read that he wasn't like a hundred percent sure if he can make every cut. You know, there, it does take a while to like actually like fully regain your confidence coming back from that stuff. It reminded me of the Derrick Rose story uh, here, where they cleared him, and he was like, "Yeah, but I don't feel like it was ready to play." And I remember saying, "Like, man, they sh- they should have never said he was cleared." until he felt like he was ready to play. But it was this real debate of, well, you got to push him. You got to put him out there. You got to trust yourself. There's the, but then the the athlete has to have the confidence in it. So it might simply be an insurance policy on Brees Hall. It it just feels like Rogers. It has, has just stolen the Brady blueprint from Tampa where I'm going to go there and I'm basically going to be the general manager of the team and we're going to completely change our business model and we're going to go bring in these these free agents Brady got Leonard Fournette Aaron Rodgers gets Dalvin Cook gets the receivers he wants Lazard and, Cobb yeah, yeah and it and it hey, Brady went there one for first year wins the Super Bowl so i get why the Jets are doing it but Rodgers team resume is not equal to what, like that's a formula, I guess, for Rogers to put up great numbers and be happy, but it never, it hasn't translated to winning Super Bowls. So it's just interesting. Like, I guess when you've got the longest playoff drought in the NFL, you're going to sell your soul to that devil. But are you watching hard knocks? Me? No, I'm not. Have you? I've I've watched Amanda's like the quarterback documentary series. I've watched more of that. I don't know if you've seen that whole thing through, but I've liked, I've liked that. And I am stunned that given the fact that Mahomes won a Super Bowl and Manning is behind it, that they can't get quarterbacks to do it. That makes no sense to me. I'm going to pause my hard knocks thought. I got a theory for you on that. It's fake. I think that the part that was, was what was exciting about the quarterback thing was that it was revealed retroactively who was in it. And so they don't want us to know, oh, week six, a guy got hurt or week six, there was a blow up on the sideline. I can't wait to see that on the quarterback show. I think they're telling these guys not to say that they're doing it. 
I don't believe. Ooh. I do not believe. I that like a, that. Has have you heard that from anybody else, or is this just your? No, own? this is just my own media. Like my own media. I like insight. that. It does it because because like you said, it doesn't make any sense. Why would Joe Burrow not want to do it? You know what I mean? Why Why would Josh Allen not want to do it? I I get why Justin Fields wouldn't want to do it. Got to prove yourself first. There's enough pressure around you. You know what I mean? Like I I could I could talk myself into a few of these guys not not wanting to do it. But I can't, I cannot imagine that all these guys who are repped by CAA and Clutch and want to launch brands and you know what I mean? It's really good for your Q rating because your wife likes it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's really, really good for you. So yeah, I I do not believe for a second that there will not be three interesting quarterbacks a part of season two. But I am watching Hard Knocks because I can't get enough of Aaron Rodgers content and while it is PR for Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, and I know that it is like vanilla and glossed over and, and team approved and all of that stuff. There have been some moments like in this most recent one, they were at halftime of their preseason game against Carolina and Rodgers wasn't playing. And Salah went over to Rodgers and was like, so like, what do you like during halftime? You like to like, just like chill or do you like to talk about it? Like, do you like to hear guys talking about it? Or do you want to like, just like have your, like, and so, and Roger's like, I like, I like to talk about what happened in the first half. And he's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, me too. I, I like, I like there to be talking. And then like the position coaches are talking, you know what I mean? And like, they're like facilitating conversation. And it felt like if Rogers would have said, I just want to chill and eat a peanut butter sandwich and like meditate. He would have been like, yeah, 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 me too. I just want to meditate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. that that's what the moment felt like. And uh, you know what I find myself doing with Sala? What's that? I find myself doing this, brainstorming the coaches who will be the Jets coach next year if this backfires on them. Because I think Rodgers will play one more year. I think it'll be somewhat like akin to what happened to Hackett. I think that they would maybe keep Hackett and they would just try to find somebody who was more of the veteran head coach type to go in there and just keep the train on the tracks. Because I do think of the coaches who were not really thinking, oh, this guy's going into 2023 on a hot seat. I think that guy is. I think a, I, I think if they go eight and nine, and miss the playoffs, Salah's getting fired, and they'll find some established coach to pair with Rodgers for one year or two. I do. I I, I can see that, and people will be lining up for the job. The only – I mean, it's this is obvious, but other than injury, it feels like the only question about the Jets is their offensive line. Like, are they good enough to keep Aaron Rodgers upright? That team is – loaded well the other thing is they had incredible health defensively last year and none of those guys missed games but the the flip side of that is they had terrible turnover luck for a good defense they couldn't take the ball away at all so if things go back to normal there then maybe that offsets what was tremendous injury luck and they're pretty much you know the same last year as they are you know, this year, just they get they get to like the tenth best defense in a in a different way than last season. 
Quinnen Williams estimated that he had 11 sacks in the joint practice against Carolina. It was it was pretty hilarious. Um, well, then can I use that to steal my next one? Can I just use that as a segue into one more from me? Yeah, you do do your second and then I'll, I'll do mine last. Yeah, sure. So maybe this is just because I'm in Pittsburgh and this is like football porn for me. And I hate to I hate to I hate to put it that way uh, when introducing this next topic. But the stuff that came out of Philly about the way Deshaun Watson A looked in practice and B the Eagles players went after him in practice really made me happy. Both stories equally were titillating for me. Because the first one is here's the man with the biggest contract in the NFL, all the money's guaranteed, they've given up all their draft picks and since 11 on 11 drills in week 1 uh, of Browns training camp. This man has not completed consecutive per, uh, passes in team drills. I mean, lovely. I just can't get enough of that. And then the Eagles players going out of their way to try to beat the shit out of him. Which something tells me if that's if that's Patrick Mahomes back there, that ain't happening. If that's a quarterback that they, there's actually respect for in the NFL, that's not happening. I don't buy. You know what I'm saying? I, I, do, I do know. I do know what you're saying. You, that's so Tom you, Brady in practice or Aaron Rodgers. Well, they're not. Sure. They're not yeah. trying to blindside his ass and put him out. So you think that Deshaun Watson is loathed by players across the league because of the scandal of last year? Shouldn't he be? That's not what I asked. Do I think he's universally loathed? Majority loathed. Yes. I don't know. I believe. Listen, I I don't I don't know the answer to that. He he should be. He seems to have been fake and a facade and morally repugnant. But I think that the brotherhood of athletes tends to defend and stand by their own and look to outside forces, the media soft woke society you know what i mean like that that's how it tends to be portrayed on these types of things i think the guy's contract put a bullseye on him too he didn't well, play for all that time he got all that money that's how guys keep score they look at that and say this dude went so long without playing and he's making more money than our quarterback. He hasn't won anything. I think that you want to talk about low okay. that creates jealousy around the league too. Well, so okay, but so that I could see because money is the great motivating factor. But like, so do I think the Eagles were targeting him because they were appalled at the allegations of dozens of women and sexual impropriety in massage parlors? Or were they pissed of man, screw this guy? He makes more than our quarterback, and our quarterback actually has won an NFC Championship game and put up 35 in a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like I, I hope I, it's both. I, I hope it's both, but I could easily see the money among the players, not among the public, not among fans, not among like rational, progressive-thinking people, but among among the the players in the league, the, his co-members of the NFLPA. I could see the contract being a bigger target uh, than him. Do you think he's done being a top 10 quarterback in the league? Yes. Man. I that that Danny, he looked so bad no, last I year. Know. He looked trash. I, I 
I know. But he also is one of the most talented quarterback prospects that we've seen who balled out in the NFL at the age of 23. Yep. I think guys lose it fast. I think some people, most quarterbacks' primes are in their late 20s. I get it. That's not true of everybody. Um, I think I think it was just too much time away. I I, I think mentally it affected, days, yeah. yeah, I think mentally it affected him. I think he's fighting to get it back. I think there might be some confidence issues there too, living up to the contract. Is he also motivated? You brought up motivated, motivation. If you know you're gonna make all that money, whether you throw 50 touchdowns in a season or five, are you going out there every day in the offseason? trying to make yourself better? Maybe, but then again, maybe not. What incentive do you have? The check's clear no matter what. Most football players, especially as young as they are, are still motivated, but I understand what you're saying. It's, he's clearly not what he, I, I'm still shocked by it, man. Like, I'm, like, he was a golden boy. He, you know what I mean? He he was the, the guy who lived in a Habitat for Humanity house that Warwick Dunn paid for with his mom who had tongue yep. cancer. You know what I mean? He was sure. the first college player ever for 4,000 passing yards and 1,000 rushing yards, beat Alabama, played him twice. Like he, he seemed perfect. This fall is uh, still shocking to me, even as I followed every step of the story. Um. I, my last big story from so far that I, I love, but I was also surprised by is I have always been a play the rookie guy. You learn by doing the most valuable thing in the NFL is the rookie quarterback contract. If the quarterback is good, you want to find out if you have the guy as soon as possible, because if you find out that you don't have the guy, you need to cut bait before you have to make decisions on fifth-year options and second contracts, like the Packers are doing with Jordan Love or like the Giants had to do with Daniel Jones. Like, you want to find out early if you have the guy. So I always have been play him, play him, play him, play him. And Rodgers was the exception. Mahomes behind Alex Smith was an exception. Play the rookie. But I thought that Anthony Richardson was so raw as a prospect and overdrafted that he was going to be the clear example of sit for 10 games, wait till they're out, wait till they've locked in another high draft pick, play him for a few games at the end of the year, get some tape on him, and roll it into next year. And he's apparently picking it up very fast. And what they're saying is he just needs reps. Like, he's going to make mistakes. We're going to live with his mistakes. But he's going to get better by playing, not by watching. Because I get why C.J. Stroud is starting. That doesn't surprise me. I absolutely get why Bryce Young is starting. That doesn't surprise me. But I was floored by Anthony Richardson. And I'm wondering if this is the beginning of a changing of philosophy in the NFL. Is the league coming around to where I've been for a decade and it's going to become abnormal for first round rookie quarterbacks to sit. No, I think there's an ulterior motive here. I I, I think they're setting, I, I think Richardson is in a way set up to fail 
and let me explain and let me explain what I mean by that. I think this is how the Colts are looking at it. And I think the owners, we know how heavily involved he is there. I don't think he's concocted this, but I think that the, the strategy in, in Indianapolis is pretty simple. We everything you said about Richardson is right. He's extremely raw, low completion percentage at Florida, but made all kinds of dazzling plays, made all kinds of wild plays. If Anthony Richardson looks like Justin Fields did when he first came into the league and you looked around and said, man, there's no offensive line. There's very few playmakers. The play calling isn't even good for him. The coach wasn't even completely buying in Nagy. But we see things here that have convinced us that the guy is going to be great. He's still our quarterback, even though he needs a lot of work. Okay, great. If he goes in and he looks raw and he looks in over his head and there's not a lot around him, the Jonathan Taylor situation is looming large. The offensive line uh, has aged in dog years. Uh, They don't have good receivers. The defense is outside of two or three players, very mediocre, if not worse than that. Danny, I see a scenario in which the Colts finish with one of the worst records in the NFL and they ditch Richardson for Caleb Williams or Drake may. I think, I think they're playing him now because they want to see what the guy does this year. And if he doesn't work, then they're just going to be bad enough to take another quarterback next year. If they don't play him and they play Minshew and they go like five and 12 and they've got the second or four and 13 and they've got the second pick in the draft, what do you do then? What do you do? You, you, you're going to pass on one of those guys because you already have your quarterback? I think they need to find out now. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Well, that's that's why I thought they were going to play him for a third of the season to at least get some. I think they want all the data points. I think they want all 17 data points on him. I do. Good. I I respect that. But I I told you after we did the draft, the, the show after the draft, I respected the hell out of the pick. Me too. I like it. Me too. Well, it's a I big mean, swing. It's a bold move. It's and a you're high in the AFC. Pick. Right. You like you can't like I know you think that Kenny Pickett can be Joe Burrow, but if you draft the like mediocre talent at quarterback in the AFC, good luck. Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Lawrence, Herbert, you know, it, it, Deshaun, Lamar. It's a murderer's row. But if you draft the dude who runs a 4-3, who could throw it 68 yards in the air, 70 yards in the air, whatever it is, well, at least you got a shot that he's the top five quarterback in the NFL. So I respected the hell out of the pick. I just assumed that they were going to – But, but, that, but that my- he, he needed time for the game to slow down. Look, it changes, it evolves, you know, what we, who we think or what we think is the best prospect now isn't the guy that goes, I mean, everyone thought Tua was going to be the number one pick. 
in that Burrow draft. And then Burrow threw 40 touchdown passes, won the national championship, and went from a guy that was projected as a six-round pick to the number one pick. And Tua got hurt. I mean, it can change on a dime. can change in one fall. But right now, the way this draft is looked at is you basically have a couple of Trevor Lawrence types or Andrew Luck types in this draft. So in my opinion, if it were a normal quarterback crop where there were guys that were good but weren't considered generational, I'm not sure the Colts would be would handle it this way. I think that it's intertwined. I really do. I think that makes sense. I think it's a, I think it's a good theory. Um, I will say this, and it's because right now, of- Danny, before you make that point, right now, other than Arizona, who else is in line? Would you say to get one of those top two picks? So the Colts for sure. I mean, so the Cardinals for sure. And remember, if it's Houston too, they have that pick. So they're not drafting both quarterbacks, right? <laughs> I mean, they've got both of those picks. So if you if you're if you have the third worst record, Tampa, okay, right. But I, I mean, is it is? But to me, I put Tampa and, and the Colts in the same basket. I mean, those teams are very. I agree. So yeah, I agree. I mean, listen. I think if Tampa plays Kyle Trask, they go winless. You know, I think, I think, I think he's a zero. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I'm with you. There's, there are Indy could be, could be awful and could be in a position. And I, I love your theory, but we're both gamblers. There's money to be made on props, and there's also people in, who are listening who play fantasy. Maybe it's from watching Justin Fields as closely as I have, and I, you made the comp before I did. Dude, if Anthony Richardson is playing every game, he's going to be a top 10 fantasy quarterback because he is going to have to run by necessity. He is going to be one read, two reads maybe, and go. Not because he's not smart enough to get to his third read, but because he's just not simply ready. He, is, he has not played enough football at the quarterback position at a high level to stand back there in the pocket on a bottom five, bottom 10 team and just pick teams apart with his arm. He will be running out of necessity, not out of preference. And that dude can fly. So I think he is going to put up weird numbers this year. Like I think we might see games where he has more rushing yards than passing yards regularly. Yeah. Yeah, I think in a perfect world, you want to handle it like Baltimore did with Joe Flacco and Lamar Jackson. Um, And I think Anthony Richardson, Anthony Richardson was not the college quarterback that Lamar Jackson was. Let me be clear on that. Lamar Jackson won a Heisman Trophy and was a much, much, much better passer than Richardson. Thrower of the football, accurate, went through reads and what was a pro-style offense at Louisville. It was not... But it was the but it was ACC defenses instead of SEC. But yeah, sure. Um, but he is for me guys that I'm most in, most like excited about watching in Week One. He's right near the top of the list. I want to see what he looks like. He looked terrible against the Bills in the preseason that first game. But there, I, think I mean, he had gonna, a couple of nice drives after the pick. I, I think he's going to do. So, I think he's going to do something. I think he's going to do one or two things a game that just make you say, holy smokes. Yeah, I'm what with you. I, I, I can't believe he's starting from week one. Your theory is great. I, I I like your theory. But if you would have told me the day after the draft, odds that he starts week one, 
without injury to Minshew, 10 to 1. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I would, he, he did nothing about it said that he was starting week. And, and I think, as, as a, I think too on this point, I think that, I think Ryan's in Houston, the coach there, I think if he has it his way, if it's his call and his call alone, I think he might, I think he, I think he might start Mills. I think if I think if the decision is left up to him, because I think he's wired in a way where he he thinks he can win right now, and I think he might look at Mills as the guy that gives him a better chance to do that than Stroud. Um, but you've got owners and things like that who want to see number one picks play. Bryce Young's been given the job, Danny, but that that to me is going to be another. Their offensive line looked so shitty in that first game. And he's so small where that might be a situation where you'd be better off starting Andy Dalton week one, just because you don't want the guy getting killed to start his NFL career. Yeah, that's going to be, uh, I mean, I'm, it's an interesting rookie class, man. I'm glad, I'm glad they're all starting. I think, I think that's a lot of fun. Uh, all right. It's good to have you back, man. Uh, yeah. And then we'll do a dry run next week with the preseason games to get our timing back of doing all the games and moving around like we do in the regular season. And we'll do a preview show before the season starts with some predictions on each team. And what I was going to say, like, so I, do I need to watch every preseason game? No, 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 no. It's not, it won't be like, it won't be X's and O's about the preseason games themselves. It'll just be the rundown of the teams and stuff. So we can get through okay. all those topics rapid fire. Like we do. Yeah. Cause I liked our season. AFC and NFC preview shows. Oh yeah. We got to do those. We'll do those. Okay. 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 Um, Spencer Ray, our producer, thank you. Me and Pony back the rest of the way. If we bring on a guest, it will be for a big reason in season pertaining to one of the teams. But uh, thank you for listening to First and Pod. Tell a friend. Peace.